Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and once again, I'm opening the doors to Black Belt Theater. So, if you listen to this show, especially to my Black Belt Theater segments, like I said, if you listen to it enough, uh, if there's one thing that you know, it's I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan. So, yep, you guessed it. This week, I'm going to talk about yet another Jackie Chan film. Trust me, you can never talk too much about Jackie Chan. So, a while back, I talked about Rumble in the Bronx. I uh, also talked about Super Cop. Uh, aka Police Story 3, which were two films that Jackie did uh, back in Hong Kong that were, you know, about a year or so after they were made, were picked up by an American distributor, you know, cleaned up, edited a little bit, and really kind of packaged for the American audience as sort of like a way to say, hey, let's introduce you to this Jackie Chan guy. Because what we get here in 1998, for me, was kind of like his American debut, Rush Hour. So when I was putting together this week's segment of Black Belt Theater, you know, I knew I wanted to talk about a Jackie Chan film, and I wanted to talk about a film that he made here in America. And I was really kind of torn, because like I said, you know, this film came out in 98. In 2000, he did Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson. Um, You know, kind of, you know, what's amazing about both of these films is, you know, it's 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 like a martial arts comedy film, which is really what Jackie is known for. Um, you know, infusing uh, his incredible stunt work, uh, his his amazing martial arts prowess, really with his humor. And I think that both of those films, um, Rush Hour, which I'm going to be talking about, and Shanghai Noon, uh, really were great ways to introduce him to the audience. You know, to the American audience. Because, you know, I think in in Rumble in the Bronx and and in um, Super Cop, they did kind of touch on, you know, his comedic aspect. Uh, Rush Hour and, and Shanghai Noon really kind of let people know that, look, this is not just, you know, this is not Bruce Lee. He's not just going to do amazing martial arts and, you know, of course, Jackie is famous for doing his own stunts. You know, there's more to him than that. And I think both of those films, both of these films, really represented that. And I was really kind of going back and forth. Which one should I talk about? Which one should I talk about? I'm going to talk about them both. Uh, So today I'm going to talk about Rush Hour. And in a future episode, I'll definitely talk about Shanghai Noon. Um, And again, I'm really going to limit this to just the first film, just the first Rush Hour film. Uh, there were two sequels. There's possibly going to be a third sequel. Um, but like I said, you know, those really, if I am going to talk about them, they really kind of deserve their own episode. So this is really, I'm going to focus on the first Rush Hour. I might touch off a little bit on, on the sequels just to kind of show how the story progressed a bit. But enough chit-chat. Let's get right into it. So like I said, this film came out in 1998. Uh, it was directed by Brett Ratner, who, I don't know, take him or leave him. I, I really don't know. You know, he's he's really a bit of a controversial figure in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, you know, he did that X3 film. That's, that's all I'm going to say, that third X-Men film. Um, but I think... I think this was a great film for Jackie to really kind of make his 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 real American debut. Um, like I said, I think to this point, the general you know the casual American cinema fan knew Jackie Chan as like well he's a martial artist. Um, you know, he's a very good martial artist, and he does his own stunts, and he always kind of kind of has that big, you know, what's that big Jackie Chan stunt? Is he gonna is he gonna slide down the side of a building? Is he going to um, 
leap from a castle onto a tree several stories up? Uh, is he going to hang off the edge of a helicopter and be flown around uh, Malaysia like like we saw in Supercop? You know, what what is it going to be? And what I think uh, Rush Hour really showed is that, yeah, he's a great martial artist. You know, let, let's not get that wrong. You know, he's a great martial artist. But he's really, he's a good actor. He's a really funny guy. And you're partnering him up with Chris Tucker, who, you know, before this, you know, he was in the, you know, he, he Chris Tucker started in the Friday series uh, with Ice Cube and, and whatnot. And, you know, he kind of had that reputation of like the fast talker, uh, just very, very funny, like almost kind of like on the spot kind of funny. Um you know, he would come on screen, he would do his thing, you know, you just could, you couldn't help but laugh. And what I like about this film is, look, it's really a formulaic film, okay? It's a buddy film, it's, you know, it's it's Chris Tucker, you know, uh, as, as Detective Carter, uh, you know, it's Jackie Chan as Inspector Lee, you know, <laughs> they work alone, they don't need partners, and they're kind of forced to work together, and neither one of them gets any kind of respect. You know they're going to band together, you know they're going to become best friends, you know they're going to solve the case in the end, but I think the journey there is really, 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 really great. I think Chris Tucker was a great pick, you know, to partner Jackie Chan up with, uh, and look, Later on, when I talk about Shanghai Noon, I'm also going to point out why Owen Wilson was a great, you know, was a great pairing for for Jackie Chan, you know, in that series, in the Shanghai series. Um, the reason why I wouldn't have said, hey, why wasn't Owen Wilson, you know, like, why wasn't he Detective Carter? There's a really good reason for that. Because, you know, let's start to talk about the film. And again, I mean, I don't know if I need to say this. Spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen Rush Hour, why have you listened this far? Um, <clears throat> but if you haven't seen Rush Hour, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to spoil it for you. So, as you know, really, the, the basic story is is the Chinese consulate um, over here in the United States. His daughter is kidnapped and uh, held for ransom. Uh, the FBI gets involved. And, uh, you know, the consulate sort of feels like, look... I think we need to have like a Hong Kong presence here. We need to have a Chinese presence. He calls his good friend, Inspector Lee, um, Inspector Lee, you know, of course, played by Jackie Chan over in Hong Kong. Uh, he's very close to the consulate. He knows, uh, you know, Su Yin is the daughter, uh, because we see that, you know, he, uh, when they were over in, in Hong Kong, um, you know, he kind of looked out for her. Uh, he was a good friend. He was a good friend to the consulate. So the consulate is like, look, I, I, I want to call one of my men in. The FBI are like, oh, God, you know, we can't have that. You know, we're the FBI. We can handle this. So what they decide to do is let's get an LA, you know, an LAPD officer, an LA detective to kind of basically do this, this crap job of showing around this Chinese inspector, basically keeping him away from the case. So we cut to Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, of course, who is, uh, you know, he's a detective in the LAPD. And again, he's like, I don't need no partner. He works alone. He does things his own way. Uh, he's almost sort of like a one man lethal weapon film. Uh, you know, stuff blows up, but he gets the job done. But of course, you know, he rubs, he rubs, uh, his chief the wrong way. Everybody, um, sorry, everybody in the precinct is really, they, they've kind of had it up to here with him because, you know, he, he works alone. He does things his own way. Um, Elizabeth Pena, 
is in this film. Uh, she's a great character actress. Unfortunately, a few years ago, she did pass away. Um, she plays Detective Johnson, who kind of like, you know, she knows what Carter's all about, uh, how he works alone and, and whatnot. So what his boss does, what the chief does is he tells Carter as he goes, look, the FBI's calling. They want you for a special assignment. I mean, the FBI, basically, they tell the chief, they go, look, we got this crap job. Send us a detective. It could be somebody you hate. Send us somebody. He's basically got to babysit somebody. And, and his, you know, the chief is like, you know what? Got the perfect guy for you, Detective James Carter. Going to send him your way. You know, and that's really what it turns into is, you know, Carter has to pick up Lee at the airport and basically, you know, his job is to keep him away from the case. Carter thinks he's there to solve this, you know, let's get the missing girl back, you know, let's let's solve this case. And it's like, no, no, you're just some lowly LAP, LAPD detective, uh, you know, and we got this other, you know, Hong Kong inspector coming up. We don't, you know, we're the FBI. We don't need you. We don't need him. You guys stay out of our way. Um, the reason why Chris Tucker works and somebody like an Owen Wilson wouldn't work here is when Jackie Chan comes over, Inspector Lee comes over, there's going to be the whole sort of like fish out of water thing, the the whole sort of like, it could get a bit dicey, it could get a bit racist, you know, with the fact like, okay, we have this Chinese guy coming over, so obviously he's not going to speak any English, he's probably going to, you know, carry a camera around to take a ton of pictures. And if you have an Owen Wilson there playing it, it's really going to come off as racist. Uh, Chris Tucker plays it really well. Chris Tucker plays it like, you know, a typical American would. Like, I got to take care of this Chinese guy. He probably doesn't speak English. Uh, you know, I'm definitely better than him sort of a thing. And it's really, it's it's it, it doesn't come off as Chris Tucker being racist against Jackie Chan. It just comes off of him as like, look... I could solve this case on my own. I don't need to babysit you. I don't need you getting involved. I could do this on my own. And I think that's why it works. You know, again, when they do the Shanghai series, uh, Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, he and Owen Wilson work great together. Uh, But in this film, it has to be Chris Tucker. Um, You know, anybody else playing the role of Detective Carter, you know, like I said, like an Owen Wilson, I don't know who else, a Jim, oh no, not Jim Carrey. Oh God, that would be a nightmare. But anybody else, it's just not going to work. Chris Tucker really, really makes it work. And I'm really glad they went that way with it. And really what we get is, you know, it's great. It's when, um, when Lee shows up, Carter right away, again, he's assuming he doesn't speak any English. He pretty much treats him like that. He really treats him like garbage. You know, and Inspector Lee, you know, being a pretty smart guy, a very observant guy is like, oh, okay. He thinks I don't speak English. He thinks I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to sit here quietly, observe. And when the time is right, you know, I'm going to solve this case on my own. And, you know, that's what we get is we get these two, you know, they're, they're, they're going to, they're going to solve the case. Uh, they realize that, the best way for them to do it is to do it together. Um, you know, we get sort of like the tales of like why the two of them want to work alone, uh, especially Carter, you know, basically saying, look, you know, his father was a cop, was one of the best cops ever, uh, but he was killed in line of duty because, you know, during a routine traffic stop, his partner didn't get out and backed him up. If his partner had gotten out and backed him up, you know, maybe his father would still be alive today. So, you know, it's like, his father relied on a partner and was killed in action. That's not going to happen to me. Um, 
you know, uh, Inspector Lee, Jackie Chan, you know, has a kind of a similar story, but really, you know, he's, look, he's very determined to solve this case because it's like, this is not just, you know, a kidnapped kid, you know, uh, Su Yin, who, who was the girl that is kidnapped, you know, he's very close with her. He's very protective of her. She's like a surrogate daughter to him. So it's like, he has, he has, he has stakes in the game here. You know, this is not just like, oh, I'm doing a favor for a friend. It's almost sort of like, as if his own daughter was kidnapped. So, you know, there's really some stakes there. Uh, at the beginning of the film, we see over in Hong Kong, uh, this is right around the time when Hong Kong was going to transition away from British control uh, back over to mainland China control, and we see, you know, the British are starting to pull out. There's going to be big, big changes there. Uh, so the triads are very, very active here, kind of like in, in anticipation of it, you know, and there's this this unknown, unseen sort of like leader of the triads that's really doing a lot of moving and shaking, Um and quite clearly is is really not happy with the efforts that uh, the consulate, who now is over in America, had done back in Hong Kong to really kind of shut them down. So he's like, this is the best way to do it. It turns out it's it's a, uh, the British, sort of like the British representative who was who was supposedly a good friend of the consulates. Uh, he's the one who's behind all of it. And, you know, it, it really comes to a big climax right, you know, at the end of the film. Um we get great action. I mean, this is Jackie Chan. We get great action in it. He does, once again, as always, does his own stunts, which is kind of funny because, you know, Jackie Chan, like I said, he is known for doing his own stunts. He has no problem doing his own stunts. But he figured when he got to Hollywood with all the money, all the budgets, all the technology, he kind of start to chill out a bit with that. And, you know, it's the opposite. American directors and writers and studios were like, Jackie, it's amazing you do your own stunts. So guess what? We're going to let you keep doing it. And he's like, green screen? Guys got green screen, right? Like, we can green screen? No, I got to do it myself? Oh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll just I'll do these stunts myself. Um, and I think, you know, we all know that. We all know he's a great martial artist. We all know that he will do his own stunts and he'll do some amazing things. But this film really got to showcase just how funny he is. And it's great because the film allows him to be funny. Chris Tucker could probably overshadow him, but he doesn't. I mean, Chris Tucker does Chris Tucker in this film. You know, he goes all out. You know, the rapid talk, the mile-a-minute speeches, uh, you know, just the funny one-offs and whatnot. But he doesn't step on Jackie Chan's lines. And vice versa. You know, Jackie Chan doesn't try to ham it up. Jackie Chan... Jackie... I mean, they are they are a great comedic team together. And say what you want about the other films, about Rush Hour 2 and 3 and possibly a potential 4. Um, you know what? They do work well together. Uh, they are very, very funny. They have great timing. Considering the fact that, you know, Jackie Chan's first language is not English. And I, I, I think they do a great job. And I'm really glad to talk about this film. I love it. And, you know, look, if you haven't seen it, again, I don't know why you've listened this far, but if you haven't seen it, you should really, really check it out. Um, and if it's been a while, go back and check it out. Uh, you know, I watched it uh, a couple of days ago. And you know what? I feel, you know, still to this day, it still holds up. Um, you know, there, there, there are some gags and things that are, you know, kind of like, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, like, you know, haha, you'll chuckle a little bit at them, you know, but back then you probably laughed a little bit harder. Uh, you know, 
but I think overall, I think the film has really, really aged well. It's held up, you know, all this time, and it's really, it's just an enjoyable film. Um, again, like I said, you get great martial arts action, you get great stunt work from Jackie Chan, uh, even from Chris Tucker himself, you know, doing some moves, doing some <laughs> martial arts, doing some fighting. Uh, and like I said, I think, I think the way the two of them work together uh, as a comedic team and even as like an action duo, I really think it works. Um, you know, there's the, uh, there's the scene where they're basically, they, they basically track this triad down to uh, a restaurant in Chinatown and they pretty much infiltrate it. And, you know, we really get a scene where the two of them are working together, fighting. And yes, it's highly choreographed and it's choreographed just the way Jackie Chan loves it. You know, there's a lot of prop work. There's a lot of, you know, moves that it's just like, look, these things don't happen in fights, but in Jackie Chan films, this is how it goes. You know, he's going to roll over things. He's going to kick something and then kick it right at you. And it's probably going to take seven or eight or nine or 10 takes, but you know, we're going to do it. And when you see the two of them fighting together, you know, back and forth, you know, watch your back. I'll, you know, I'll watch your back. You watch my back. Um, you know, they kind of do like the bro handshake into like a jumping kick. I mean, it's great, great work. And, you know, it's, it's the two of them doing it together. And like I said, Chris Tucker does not overshadow the comic genius of Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan really manages to work Chris Tucker into a, a, a classic Jackie Chan style fight and it really really comes off well and of course like I said look we know what's going to happen they're going to they're going to see that they're really not so different from one another they're going to bond they're going to become best friends they're going to solve the case which they do in the end and you know all's well that ends well like I said, there were two sequels afterwards, and again, I think the two of them do work really well in it. Say what you want about the plot. When I talk about those films, I'll definitely talk about that, but, you know, it it works. The two of them work together, and I don't know if I really want to see a fourth one. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, quite honestly, I think they really could have stopped with the first one, but, you know, they're probably going to do a fourth one. And I'm sure they're going to work well together, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, let, let's stop trying to, you know, get a big payday out of this guys. Thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram, uh, stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about. Uh, you know, I'll put up the occasional poll and whatnot. Uh, do me a favor, do me a favor. What am I talking? Do me a favor. Check out some of the other podcasts in the Brothers and Armchairs Network. Of course, you have uh, Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Fat Guys in Little Coats, uh, Defender of the Realm, uh, Conversations with Jason and P. I mean, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. You should definitely go and check. You know, and again, just please keep listening to stuff you don't need to know. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, if you haven't already, do me a favor, uh, rate and review me. Um, you know, I do appreciate five-star ratings, but also write something. Uh, the more ratings that you give this show, the higher up the list on iTunes it goes and more people can see it. Tell your friends, you know, share the Instagram page, share the uh, podcast with them. Let's get more people listening. You guys are a great audience. I want to keep doing this for a while, so let's keep it up. As I always say, this is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.